Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The COB is presented by Rabobank, awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Hello, this is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Juliette Sali. And I'm Danny Okuye. All right, let's see where we are checking in as we close out Wednesday. It hasn't been a great day. I think we're at a fresh 11-month low oh. on the ASX 200, Danny. The CBO 200 down 10 points or 8 tenths of 1%. Just watching before, Qantas shares were slipping below $5. Uh, so a lot of weakness out there. Uh, let's talk about uh, what we've been kind of seeing in terms of, I guess, what's been moving markets. And it really was that Jolt starter. Yeah, Jolt starter, which seemed to be stronger than expected. And I believe they revised up. Uh, the previous numbers as well. And it's really interesting though, because I was reading a tweet from David Rosenberg, who's one of my favorite economists, and uh, he just made the point that the amount of the percentage of people that contributed to the results wasn't that large. But of course, the jolts market data moved to mm. the mighty bond markets. And yet again, these bond yields are causing a repricing of asset classes yeah, across the board. Yeah, let's bring that up for our viewers as well, what we've been watching today. So we mentioned jolts, We've got bond yields and, of course, the ASX route extending as well. And the RBNZ holding. Yes. And I think Capital Economics, among others, said, you know, we're at the peak now for the RBNZ. Oh, that's really interesting because uh, the other day when I spoke to Paul Bloxham from HSB, see, he's looking for one more hike. But, of course, they had the election next week. So it wouldn't be great to have a rate hike just before the election. Mm. All right. Well, we'll move on from the three themes and uh, turn to some of the news that we've been watching as well from Platform X. And this uh, tweet or X, I don't even know what you call them these days, but renowned American investor Jeffrey Gunlark is saying buckle up, Danny. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's just basically talking about that bear steepening when he's talking about the yield curve is de-inverting very rapidly, was at minus 108 basis points a few months ago now at minus 35, should put everyone on recession warning and not just recession watch. If the unemployment rate ticks up a couple of tenths, it will be a recession alert. So buckle up, as I say, be a be alert, not alarmed, just oh, yet. I believe it was a former prime minister that first coined that, wasn't it? Wasn't that during um, after September 11? Yeah, I can't alert, remember. Alarmed, something yeah, like I wasn't that. here then. I was over yes. in London. Yes. So it no was, doubt we had other on expressions. The television all the time. All right. Well, of course, anything to do with bond yields flows through into tech. We got saw tech get whacked in the US. Let's have a look at our tech stocks. Yeah, actually a bit of recovery today. That's interesting. Technology one and apparently Altium are green today. So it might be some bottom fishing already coming into the market. I'm just double checking. Yep, that is correct, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, and Block 
um, of course, had that uh, downgrade from City or its price target cut down 2.7%. All right, let's have a look at the banks. Also, rate sensitive, what we're seeing in terms of those. Um, oh, we've got oh, utilities. utilities. Also, also rate sensitive. Yes, utilities first. Just worth noting that they did bounce overnight in the US. Now they have had an absolutely dreadful performance. Um, some of them getting whacked by downgrades, repricing, but we are seeing some bottom fishing in there. And I think then we can check in with the banking sector and see how the banks traded today. No, there we go. Banks are pretty much profit-taking across the board with uh, both A and Z and Macquarie Group being sold down the most on that one. And let's have a look at metals and mining and see how they are going. Some buying coming back into the golds, Jules. So mm. Newcrest up uh, 0.25% and also some buying in Rio Tinto. It looks like the markets may have staged a little bit of a recovery towards the end. Evolution as well rose um, yeah. today after that heavy sell-off. Okay, let's have a look at some of the other big movers. Liontown Resources closing higher by almost nine tenths of one percent. Gina Reinhardt has increased her holding in the company to fourteen point seven percent. This is interesting because it looks like she wants that bigger say yep. when it comes to that Albemarle uh, potential takeover. Yeah, and after pay owner block, analysts at City have cut their price target for the tech stock to sixty-five dollars from ninety dollars. We saw Mineral Resources down it finalized a 1.1 billion us dollar debt offer and embattled casino operator the star entertainment group um, after disclosing that jp morgan and its affiliates had tipped over the five percent substantial holding line on that one looks like the stock is unchanged today and computer share was a little weaker following news that the share registry company is selling its u.s mortgage services arm to asset manager rhythm capital for 720 million dollars both jeffrey's and Morningstar view the sale as a positive development. Absolutely, and TPG Telecom has confirmed the exclusive due diligence period granted to Macquarie-backed rival Focus Group for the 6.3 billion sale of its non-mobile fibre assets has expired. And that was the stock of the day, TPG, with ticker code uh, TPG. And we had guests Andrew Wyland from DP Wealth Advisory and Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. I'd certainly be holding on, as I say, the deal makes sense for both parties, for Vocus and TPG. If you wanted to play it in a more conservative way, maybe look at Soul Pats. But uh, I think uh, TPG does hold some allure for investors. So okay. if you held it, I think I'd still be holding it. And uh, just uh, you need to be a little patient with these sorts of deals because they are quite complicated. Okay. And TPG really needs to get this deal done because it's got a fair bit of debt that's trying to deal with. So I, I think it's probably come off too much to sell. But, you know, if you're looking for safety and telcos um, do offer some safety in the market, then, you know, you'd probably be more inclined to buy Telstra than TPG. But if you're in TPG at the moment, it is a hold. And I guess we're pretty sanguine on that one. Now, joining us from Macro Capital is Will Symes, or William Symes, I should say. Will, how are you? 
Well, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Now this jolts data, that really put the cat amongst the pigeons last night, didn't it? Yeah, really not adding to the backdrop at the moment. Came in significantly above expectations, additional 800,000 job openings. Uh, and the market's obviously, obviously sold off quite a bit on the back of that. So six of the last seven months have seen that data trending downwards, and we've now had a reversal there. Uh, and it's really concerning with the strong US macro backdrop that we've already got to contend with. And so I think the key contributor there was professional business services figures, which accounted for over 70% of the increase there. Um, but really goes to show that the labor market is still really quite tight over in the US. Um, and I think that could certainly be a reason to hike further. Uh, at the moment, both domestically and in the US, we're pricing in one more hike. Uh, but I think with the way that the market is at the moment, there is the possibility that we do see more than what the market's currently pricing in. Um, I think at the very minimum, we do see that high for longer story continuing to play out. Um, and that'll translate into higher yields, which translates into a high US dollar and consequently a lower US dollar, uh, Australian dollar, which I think is definitely a concern um, domestically. Um, I think something that's interesting with that is that in the recent uh, RBA policy statement, there are certainly plenty of factors that could contribute to the RBA being a lot more hawkish. But the policy statement really didn't change from the preceding month, mm. apart from commentary, commentary pertaining to elevated oil prices. Mm. Um, and so I think whilst the Fed does remain uh, hawkish and currency does continue to weaken, we could see increased pressure um, on the RBA to hike and follow suit of the Fed. Um, at the moment, we're trading 63-odd cents, uh, getting pretty close to that 62-cent mark, mm. um, which is, apart from COVID, lows not seen since 2003. Yeah. So it's, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, um, so you're talking there about those higher bond yields, the impact then to equity markets. I mean, we touched on the fact that our market is at near this 11-month low, and I mentioned as well those tech stocks got hit or whacked in the US too. So what kind of momentum are you seeing? We're still going to be range-bound heading into the latter part of the year? <laughs> Still quite range bound. We're obviously at the lower bound uh, of the range at the moment. Um, but at the moment, I really don't think there's a whole lot to be particularly optimistic about. We've got a, a really strong US macro backdrop whilst yields are pushing higher, rates are pushing higher. Um, there isn't really any clear direction. Um, I was having a chat on the show maybe two weeks ago about a potential pullback in that 5 to 10% vicinity. That's now largely played out. Thankfully, mm. we were reasonably cashed up ahead of that. Um, but remaining a little bit more cautious. Um, but as things do start to normalise, probably start to drip feed some capital back in, but pretty, pretty directionless at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's actually quite interesting. I'm just trying to pull up um, something that I read on uh, FN Arena, and it's uh, quite interesting because technically, if we get, uh, as it was referred to, the tea leaves out, and uh, the S&P 500 at 4,200 is near a both a 38.2% Fibonacci retracement mm. of the stock market rally off the October 2022 low and a 50% retracement off the rally seen off the March low. But it basically means that there's two risks. It can capitulate and there's also a risk of a bounce. <laughs> Tends to be the same <laughs> any day, right? It can go up or down. Um, I guess the question is, if we do get a bounce, mm. I mean, should investors still be looking to maybe 
pull some of the weeds out of the portfolio, get rid of some of those stocks that if we are seeing an economic slowdown on the cards, that maybe you just don't want them in there. That's certainly what we've done recently um, after reporting season. We were reasonably active through reporting season, looking for upside surprises uh, and did quite well with that strategy. Naturally, got a few wrong. And so um, following that and anticipating a bit of a pullback, we took the opportunity to cut some of those positions short. Um, so at the moment, we're quite positioned. Uh, we're positioned accordingly to how we want to be, have the cash there ready to pick up um, discounts, but also at the same time, protecting against further downside if the market does head further uh, down from here. Looking at a few fixed income instruments as well um, gives you that stable yield in the event that things do start to normalise and potentially rates do come down um, lower than anticipated, given that inverse relationship should be able to get a a cap gain out of a, a bond ETF as well. And uh, where are you seeing the movement in commodities? I mean, we're looking at that potential $100 oil move. Yeah, look, I think that uh, we've obviously got the OPEC meeting today um, and anticipation surrounding that is that the uh, output policy is going to remain as it is currently. Um, Saudi Arabia and Russia have obviously committed to maintaining output at present levels until the end of the year. Uh, A number of analysts do see oil heading higher up towards that 120 mark. We're we're flirting around the $90 mark at the moment, staying pretty fixed at those levels. But realistically, I do think there's probably a bit of upside from here um, and pushing that $100, maybe even higher than $100 mark as well. What's going to be on your shopping list if we do have more of a pullback? Because we have seen stocks like CSL. Mm. I was chatting to a client earlier. I mean, it really was uh, $246. I mean, it's back down to 22 times. I mean, those are levels we haven't seen for a long time. So some stocks may, may have already put in a bottom. Yeah, well, I've spoken about WiseTech and ResMed a few times on the show. I think that those two stocks do still offer quite attractive buying opportunities. Um, But again, probably looking to dollar cost average in rather than pick this is the bottom because there are a number of macro factors that you just can't account for right now. So um, unfortunately, a little bit directionless, looking to dollar cost average into positions rather than go heavy right now. Um, interesting, you mentioned ResMed. I think every single day in the past <laughs> week we've talked about Azemic yeah. and yeah. ResMed and sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, it's just such a fascinating story because it there is. are so many other facets that can move. You mentioned yesterday Kellogg's. Yeah, the share price has been falling because of the these weight loss less. drugs. Yeah, I know. Okay. Who would have thunk it? And really I was, yeah, weak I know. link. I know. Okay, it's, interesting. It's, it's, and then Bloomberg had that story that um, airlines could actually what, <laughs> save, that? More, could on save f- more on fuel, fuel because people would weigh less. So. <laughs> That's it's a weak really link. like you can feel the narrative is just being yeah. stretched and stretched mm. and stretched yeah, to but the every ex- single person we have had in the past two weeks has mentioned ResMed. I know, but they're I all think, buying it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As but but yeah. yeah, it still it still seems to be struggling. It's mm. really yeah. amazing. We had a respite bounce since drifted back off since then. Yeah. Not to its recent lows, but still a bit bit weak. I guess with something like this, when you do have such a massive disruption mm. potentially mm. coming to market, it takes time because overnight I heard um, the the CEO of um, Microsoft apparently uh, when he was chatting I think before the Senate or something or one of those commissions saying oh yes we did chat up we did talk up AI just a little bit (laughs) in terms of you know getting co-pilot off the ground you know chat GPT so inevitably these narratives and markets really fly and sometimes they're not quite as 
impactful yeah. or deleterious Absolutely. sometimes on no, stocks. That's certainly a really interesting one to watch. Absolutely. Well, I think the forecasted volume headwind to sleep apnea devices from the GLP-1 drugs is 14% by 2030, yeah. whereas ResMed sold off 30-odd percent. Yeah. So it's still certainly an impact, but it's got seven years for that impact to materialise, and the impact's less than half of what the movement's been. So yeah. I certainly think it's been oversold. Um, but interesting to see how it plays out than for weaker links like Kellogg's. Yeah, indeed. Right. <laughs> William, thanks so much for William Symes from Macro Capital. Okay, let's check in and see how some of the leaders in today's trade, and there we we have some green on screen, Jules. Isn't yeah. this exciting? 3.7%, da- get on. out the party poppers. Exactly, get out the party poppers, absolutely. And uh, interesting to see that we are seeing some buying going on there. Evolution Mining up 2.6%. Capricorn Metals, I really, I was saying, thinking to myself, I am so not a resources specialist. Need to get more across my uh, resource companies and uh, yeah so we are looking for Capricorn Metals is a gold company as well which is Mm. quite interesting now Aurora I think they are tidying up that big acquisition over in Europe yes on signing that Saberglass share purchase agreement so I think that's what's behind Aurora interesting in that metal space I know it's not one of the top five but Neo Metals also gaining the most in four months on lithium recovery results we know that everybody loves a hot lithium story but yeah just getting to Aurora, uh, rising by their 2% on the close. Biggest intraday percentage gain since September 19, so really only a month, but says it signed this binding share purchase agreement to acquire Saber Glass and adding that uh, completion of the acquisition last in the last quarter of 2023. All right, yeah. let's have a look at the laggards. And there we go, Core Lithium off by 5%. And we're seeing quite a lot of volatility in that one. Uh, Coronado Global Resources continuing to fall after they had that uh, upgrade, or should I say downgrade in earnings expectations on a Monday, which of course was a public holiday. And uh, Polynovo, do we know what's going on in no, that No, but one? I know with um, Webit Nano, that was on the back of, of course, what we saw with some of those tech players in yep. the US. Loss making stocks. Yeah, yeah, and I mentioned as well with Block, you know, Analyst City cutting their price target for the tech stocks to 65 from 90 for Block itself. And Webit kind of got caught up in that sell-off as well. So that was really interesting. That pullback of nearly 5%. Um, and of course, you know, we're just continuing to talk about some of the weakness in these players. But, you know, I think we've spoken nearly every day as well, Danny, about Coronado being um, one that goes up one day, down the next. So I think it's a very liquid volatile, stock. Too, very, very volatile. volatile. A lot yeah. of the traders. And it's interesting to see that West African Resources is bucking the trend there in the gold stocks, given that we had three in the top movers, uh, Romelius as well, which I was remiss in mentioning was also up. So um, mm. a very mixed picture there for the gold stocks. Now let's have a look at the small cap and see what's been going on today. Botanics Farmer, I think we interviewed them today, didn't we? Andrew had a chat with them today. Is that the same one as ECS Botanics? Oh dear, no, that was was your... Yeah, that was the medicinal cannabis cannabis one. Yes, caught up in. Botanics Farmer, I think we did interview last week though. Okay. Um, But up 11%. Let's have a quick look at the laggards as well. Um, Wildcat Resources up 12.5% for ES. Down. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) 
especially for our <laughs> podcast listeners down That's red right. means down julia yeah, and okay. 4d memory is also down so some profit taking going on that is for sure now what's going on overnight and there we go u.s factory orders data the s p global uh, and we ism services pmi ADP employment report, yet another one. And we have seen some volatility in those employment reports. And a Tilray to release earnings, speaking of a cannabis. And the EU, the ECB's Christian Lagarde is also speaking. So quite a lot going on. And And then tomorrow we've got uh, the trade balance for August. Remember, China markets remain closed for Golden Week. And we've got a big run-up of guests, including, I think Andrew and I were fighting over this one, so we'll see who hosts the big picture tomorrow. (laughs) But Paul Brennan from Suncorp, always interesting to get his take, and particularly after we had the RBA hold today. Let's get a final check of uh, yesterday. What is wrong with me today? Okay, (laughs) yeah, let's have a look. SIBO 200 closing down 10 points. And uh, that's about uh, eight tenths of a percent and looking pretty much the same on the ASX 200. Currently down 53 points, closing out at 6.890. And that's also about 0.7%. So there we go. Let's have a quick look and see what the little Aussie battler is doing. It did briefly pop under 63 cents today, but has made a bit of a comeback showing some support at 63 spot two against the US 63 spot one five against the US dollar and let's have a look and see how the futures are currently trading and well unlike yesterday when the futures were up and we ended down day yep. today the minis are down so who knows what will happen it'll depend on the mighty bond market Indeed. all right well at our last virtual investor event we asked if you were interested in adding alternatives to your portfolio and nearly 70 percent of you said yes so we're bringing together expert asset allocators to share how they build a portfolio in a space that's traditionally been out of reach for retail investors. We've also got managers from funds right across the spectrum of alternatives. So join Koshi for Essential Alternatives. It's happening 18th of October from 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and it's free to register. You can see the full agenda at osbiz.co slash essential. And just a note that a lot of the strategies and products being discussed are only suitable for wholesale or sophisticated investors. Wow, Jules. We made it. We did. All right. That'll do it for the COB for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.